Blue Jays today with you boys. We always got something to say about the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. And I'm your host, Adam Pedal. And today, guys, we got to bring you the latest Blue Jays news, rumors, what's going around the league, who are the Blue Jays trying to sign. And as well, we got to kind of anticipate this upcoming Ross Atkins press conference that's happening tomorrow. A lot of questions there. I know y'all are going to have a lot of questions. So let your voices be heard in the chat because we're going to let our voices out right here. Before we get into guys, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to Blue Jays today. All right, Nick, let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about that press conference, everybody. It was revealed today that Ross Atkins, he's going to be addressing the media 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Book it, folks. You're going to be hearing from Kevin Kiermeyer and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa as well, the most recent Toronto Blue Jays signing. So it'll be nice to hear from them. But I am most interested to hear from Ross Atkins because correct us in the chat, guys. Correct us in the chat. Mm -hmm. But we haven't really heard from him since that uh, kind of secretive, do you remember that? That the, secretive Zoom meeting where he oh, wouldn't yeah. say his location. Did we hear from him after that? I don't that? think we heard from him since the whole Tani situation, yes. if that's what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, 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 like from around there. So that's like a few weeks ago. Again, correct us in the chat. Maybe he has come out and he said one or two things, but nothing major, that's mm -hmm. for sure. And I mean, this press conference, I feel like it's, it is happening at a good time because the last time that he spoke... It was still very much like sunshine and rainbows in Toronto Blue Jays offseason yeah, land. Yeah. Like we were still very much going to be in on a whole lot of guys. There was going to be some big moves, maybe a big trade, what have you. This team was going to be improving. And since then, although there is still a lot of patience of associated with uh, with Blue Jays and their offseason, and like I'm still being very patient, I do think that there is a way for this offseason to, to result in being something good and for this team to be getting better. I do think that he's probably going to have a few questions to answer in terms of uh, where are the moves where are the bats right how are we getting better i mean yeah just quick shout out to this guy a d g e right here uh adrian he's he's asking keegan matheson who's gonna be at this press conference like ask some of these hard questions yeah and keegan you know he's gonna he's gonna dance in the middle he's gonna do his journalist thing to like not you know disrupt or ruffle any feathers in the sports and rogers world mm -hmm. uh so you know you gotta give him respect because that is his position right but you know us fans we can be out here all day asking the tough questions, right? I think that's exactly what we got to talk about right here. So the, one of the tough questions is, yes, what's going on? What happened with Otani? Mm. You know what I mean? Do you think anybody's going to ask that? Like, probably not. Or maybe it's like, say, like, hey, well, you know, may, maybe ask him in a nicer way. Like, how, how did that happen? Or, like, what, what went down in your in your end of things? Right. I think you're going to probably hear something, hopefully, about that. Well, I, I don't listen, if somebody does uh, ask him that, then phenomenal. I want to hear it from an insider from Ross Atkins what actually went down behind right. the scenes. I don't anticipate that he's going to tell them. I no, think that someone no. might might bring it up, might ask about it, uh, but I don't anticipate that Ross Atkins, especially the way that he likes to treat these press conferences, right. is going to come out and say anything. You know, I mean, I would wager that um, that we're going to hear some questions about what are you doing <laughs> to actively improve this roster? Right. Because Kevin Kiermaier and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, as much as they bring something special to this team. It is not a, a thump. It is not a powerful bat that they're that they are bringing to the lineup. You know, they are right. bringing some high quality defense. Where is that going to happen? Is it going to be internally or is it going to be externally like you have kind of insinuated it would be for a long time? I think that's I, one well, of the most important questions. Yeah, I think he's got to he's got to justify the, the plan here because I think he I mean him and uh, Mark Shapiro have gone kind of on the same page that they're going to go out and they're going to improve the team.
Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the word is we're going to be going and looking for multiple bats. And that's still kind of the word. We're going to go out and we're going to look for multiple bats because, I mean, you make a, make a good point. Right. They really haven't been improving the team at all. You look at the roster we, we fielded out in 2023. Mm-hmm. You had Kevin Kiermeyer there already, but you had Brandon Belt, Whit Merrifield and Matt Chapman. You lost all three of those guys and you got the Whit Merrifield replacement in IKF, who's actually worse right. than Whit Merrifield. It's right now it's looking like it's quite the downgrade right now. So I think, yeah, you got to say like, hey, when what's going on with Bellinger? What's going on? Because I think that's what's going on, man. It's like you got to really wait for that whole Cody Bellinger thing to get resolved to go out and get any of these guys because we're going to bring up another guy later. If you go out and make another b- bigger move in the outfield, mm-hmm. kind of locked up kind of locked up right now. you got four outfielders. It's well, hard to bring in Bellinger now. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I want somebody to ask because, yes, yeah, I, want them, I want them to bring up where are the bats, where's everything like that, but then I want them to go a step further and I want to say, or if, if this was me, right. folks, uh, okay, if you are if you are incapable or if you are unwilling to go out and to make a big signing uh, at the free agency market, what's going on with the Danny Jansen extension or the mm. Bobachet extension or the Vladimir Guerrero ex- a Jr. extension? Can we expect that one of those conversations will be reengaged in if you're not going to be right. spending the money on free agents? Right. Me. I mean, you know, enough to add on to that, man. Like. What about like what happens if you do miss, right? Just kind of make it a little bit more open. Like mm-hmm. what happens if you do miss these guys? Where are you going to expect that improvement? Because that's the thing. It's like you could realistically miss on all these free agents and all these trade conversations. And now your team has gotten significantly worse in the lineup. So right. what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, you know what? what I mean? Let's let's jump down that rabbit hole. We actually got a question on an Instagram mm-hmm. poll that we posted earlier today. We wanted to get a little bit of engagement from you guys. So shout out to uh, to Ann Freni right here or Ann, Ann Freni. I can't really see that very well, but Freeney, yeah. shout out uh, for, for answering our question. We wanted to know what we were going to talk about here. Uh, I'm so sorry. It wasn't this one. It was on it Twitter. Was we're going to get this one afterwards, folks. But it was the one on Twitter talking about whether or not it was going to be uh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, what do you do if it if you if you miss out on these guys? Basically, are you going to promote internally? Do you think that's a good idea? And if not, why not? And I think that that's a phenomenal question to go out and to ask Ross Atkins, right? Because yeah, if you do miss out on all of these players that we are going to talk about, we're going to get to, and I mean, you have been linked to in the past this off season. Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be an internal thing in? Are you okay with that? Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at the Blue Jays, it doesn't really look like they're okay with it based on the moves they've been making, right? Because, if I look, they went and signed IKF. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? If we were really going to think about why would you go sign IKF, plug up more holes to for your prospects not to come up and play this year. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, why would you go do that unless you do not feel comfortable with those guys coming up and playing? Like, we right. might speculate and be like, hey, like we really want to see these young guys play, but maybe they don't. Maybe they just don't, and they'd much rather have IKF play rather than those guys. Well, it's it's a very risky thing to do when you're not considered to be in a rebuild, and the right? Blue Jays aren't. They're not no. considered to be in a rebuild, folks. I mean, the MLB released their power rankings earlier today. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but nobody's considering these Toronto Blue Jays to be in a rebuild although maybe they've taken a little bit of a step back. We are supposed to still be very competitive in 2024. And from a GM's perspective, I can understand how – just promoting internally and you know making your off season a big like internal thing that's a little scary yeah, because yeah. if it pays off 
you're the best GM out there, right? Mm. You spent zero dollars and somehow you got better. The developmental staff, they're all getting raises. Their Christmas bonuses are going to be through the roof. But if it doesn't pan out, then it is so easy for all of us who are sitting in front of a camera right now, for every other analyst, for every writer, reporter, anyone to go and to point the finger and say, well, the Toronto Blue Jays aren't better in 2024 because you didn't spend any money. Right. So I could totally understand how that would be a very stressful position for Ross Atkins to be in. Yeah, I hear you. And I, maybe that is part of the reason to give some sort of like, you know, insurance to know that like, we know what IKF is going to be at yeah. the end of the day. But I, I, I got to disagree, man. And I, I've continued to disagree. I, I've been trying to turn my mind. I always try to think about the positive behind a move, behind a signing. And I'm really confused about, I'm still confused about IKF to this day because you have to turn over at some point. I mean, he sees the window up ahead. Everyone sees the window up ahead. Why aren't you turning over the window towards Addison Barge and Ravis Martinez? I actually brought this up in my video room. Is it because both of like Marsha Pyra and Ross Atkins, their contracts end around the same times that Vladdy and Bose also end in 2025 and 2026? Are they not thinking about that extended window right now? Because in order to be a franchise like the Houston Astros, you got to always have these guys cycling up Mm -hmm. and turning over and extending that window. So that's why IKF still to this day is, is confusing unless they plan on doing that next year. You know what I mean? Well, I think that IKF, and I'm really hoping that he is just somebody to limit the amount of players that you have to have come in and and be rookies and be fresh, right? Because, yes, you're right. Right. The Houston Astros, they will consistently bring people up. But it's never like one year where this is our third baseman and our second baseman and our pitcher right. and our in our outfielder, right? They're all rookies. You know, it's never that. It's kind of like this guy gets integrated mm-hmm. to the system and then, you know, a few months later, this guy gets integrated and the next year you have another person. And it kind of seamlessly works because it's never too much pressure on yeah. so many rookies. So I'm kind of just hoping that Isaiah Conner-Falefa limits the amount of rookies that we have but he's not the the solution here, you know. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy that takes you to the next level. Yeah, like may, uh, maybe I'm wondering because you do got him for a two year. I mean, I really don't know. I, I, I maybe that's here's another question while we're on this topic. Here's another question: What about the trade? Does someone ask about a trade? Is is there anything going on? Have you been talking to other teams? Well, do, do are you trying to make a move? Where are you trying to improve? Is it outside of the free agency market and in the trade market? Because Again, we're still stuck with that dilemma, right? Like, I just was cycled all around. Like, well, if you want to make room for Addison Barger, you got to move somebody else that's on the current roster right now. So is that a possibility? Maybe that's something because we've been kind of speculating on that well, for a little I bit. I still think that it's going to happen. I really mm. do believe that it, it, you're in a situation now with that signing and with all these prospects that it just doesn't make sense to hold on to all of them. I think that signing Isaiah Conner-Falefa for a two-year deal. If mm. it was a one-year deal, that'd be a different story. But because right. it's two years and you've made your intention known that you you want this guy on your squad for 2024 and 2025, that to me does say that, yes, one of Espinal or Biggio or Schneider or one of the prospects just has to go. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I really hope that somebody does ask about that. And I would imagine that you're probably going to get your standard Ross Atkins answer, which is, yep. well, we're exploring all of our options, you know, but we're keeping everything on the table. And again, you you know that he has to say that because he's the GM and nothing is set in stone. And until there is pen to paper, it's, you know, you don't want to come out and be that asshole who says, yeah, yeah. we're going to get it done. And then it never gets done. Right. right. So I understand why he has to say what he has to say. But uh, but just know that um, that 
people are wondering what right. the hell is going on right now, Ross. Right. So I guess you guys can uh, expect tomorrow, you're probably going to hear a lot of those kind of results. Yeah. You know, th those answers, those generic answers. But you know that we're going to be going live or we're going live and making a podcast after. Yeah. And we're going to be discussing that. So, guys, stay tuned. We're going to be covering that entire press conference, reacting to all those quotes. Also, a quick shout out here to, to somebody in the comments from uh, uh, Ragefell saying it's ridiculous that we're trying to glorify these awful options i know, you know listen I, i'm trying right right but because i'm trying to stay positive in such a just a bad off season mm -hmm. let's admit it right now it's it's not a good off season so far right it now. hasn't been phenomenal right. however robert murray we were talking about this last week robert murray kind of a baseball blue jays insider he came out and said blue jays fans be patient. Right. There is going to be some type of move, some type of trade on the horizon. So I keep reminding myself of that when we are getting to this deep, dark place of like, holy shit, holy shit. It's Kevin Kiermaier and Isaiah Connor for life. And we don't have anybody else. And there's nobody playing third base. And who's going to be our fifth starter? Yeah. Whenever I get into that spiral, I remind myself of that. So with that being yeah. said, let's take a look at some of those other options that the, that the Toronto Blue Jays have been linked to in this past week. And the biggest name is Jacques Peterson. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben Nicholson Smith came up with a pretty good article here. You want to run through it quickly? Yeah, yeah, I'll run it through it right here, guys. So basically, you have Ben Nicholson Smith uh, just talking about basically Blue Jays exploring the market for bats, but he also says that they actually have serious interest in Peterson, right? Mm -hmm. um, we all know Peterson. We're, we're going to break him down, look at his numbers. I know a lot of you guys are kind of off Peterson. Honestly, total transparency, I'm on. I'm on, I'm on this guy. He, he, he's got a really good bat, really good thump, and that's what you're looking for, especially from the left-handed uh, side of the plate, right? Uh, and, and look, that, that's the kind of big news right there. We want him. We're interested. He fits the Blue Jays scheme. He could play some outfield, and he could also be a lot of DH. So that's kind of what he did a lot with the Giants. So for me... This makes a ton of sense. Mm. Uh, you talked about him recently. I think it was a, a video room, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, I made a video about him. I, I, I remember bringing him up in some sort of podcast before, but now it's starting to feel like it's really coming into fruition. What are your thoughts on Jock Peterson, again, just for the audience here on this podcast? So I'm very I'm very excited about this prospect. I think that it, it would be a good idea for mm -hmm. the Toronto Blue Jays, and I think the player profile makes a lot of sense. I do wish that he had a bit of a better year last year because yeah. he is coming from – a down year in terms of his career numbers. It is a down year. Although, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the metrics, the saber metrics, as you can see right here, they looked good. So I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. worried that he's not going to bounce back. And I think yeah. the guy is 31, 32 years yeah. old. Good, so good he still, yeah, he still has some, some uh, fuel left in the tank. Yeah. I think the one thing that I don't love about Jacques Peterson is that by signing him, it does 100% mean that's right. We're we're not gonna have the big A plus Cody Bellinger off season, right? We're we're not. It's just not gonna happen, you know. And and by doing this, you are kind of accepting the fact that it's gonna be a shotgun approach of Peterson and maybe Ariel Rodriguez, who we're gonna get to shortly, and, right? And maybe uh, you know maybe some other smaller guy. It's not gonna be that that big powerful change in your lineup. So. That, to me, it is kind of a tough hill to swallow considering at one point we were potentially trading for Juan Soto and getting Shohei Otani to now mm -hmm. getting Jock Peterson. But literally just on the surface as a baseball player, when I try to take that out of it, when I try to take my emotions out of it, mm -hmm. he is very good at ball. He is. He is. Look, um, I mentioned this on a video room. We might just be running back the same strategy. 
in the off season uh, that we did last year. You know, like we're going to get a bunch of one year, maybe maybe two year guys. So you have IKF, right? One year with Kier Meyer. You might get a one or two year with Jock Peterson. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to you're going to run it back again, man. Like and what, the one good thing, I guess you could say, let's say you had an off season where you had Kier Meyer, IKF. Peterson, and then you're able to get one more bat. And Ben Nicholson Smith says this in the article too. What if you also get a Justin Turner to go play third base? So if that was your offseason, you get Jock Peterson, who can be a good bat. Justin Turner can be a reliable bat. Granted, getting up there in age, who knows what's going to happen. Mm. You bring back Kevin Kiermaier, gold glove defense. Then you get IKF for the bench. What would you kind of grade that offseason? Because that's kind of running back the same thing we did last year. It's, with, it's with basically the, the exact same thing, yeah. right? And I think that... You know what? Here, it's tough because if it was the same thing, I think that I would be okay with the offseason had there been a shift right at the beginning of, for, of when the Toronto Blue Jays got knocked out. And what I'm referring to is if Guillermo Martinez left. Mm, yeah. Because that is something that we we kind of forgot about and we were like, okay, you know, he's going to stick around. We're, we're accepting it. It's fine. Uh, but if you're running back the exact same strategy of last year, what is going to change? You know, are you just anticipating that the other shoe is going to drop with the offense? The fact that it can't possibly be as one-sided as mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. with runners in scoring position, because I hear what you're saying there, but then I would argue, well, you could probably also account for a little bit of negative regression with the pitching staff, right? Because absolutely, how, you know, is it yeah, is absolutely. it fair to, to assume that it, we're going to have the best pitching staff again? Probably right. not, right? So, so it kind of works both ways, and and if we're Running it back with the same squad, I have to ask, where is where is the change of mindset? Is there gonna be a different strategy from Guillermo Martinez and the hitters next year? That that's the problem. And, and didn't they uh, fire the strategist? They fired the the second in command. I forget <laughs> what his name was now. Everybody, Dave Hudgens. Yes, no. yeah, Dave yes, Hudgens. Yes, it was. That's who it was. Legend tweeting yeah. from the dugout Literally. minutes before game time. I mean, the fact that that guy even made it to the end of the season is fucking kind miraculous. Of, yeah, yeah. If you ask me, I mean, like from from somebody. Oh, sorry, he didn't get fired. He got moved. Oh yes. Sorry. He got moved. Relocated. Relocated. The Toronto Blue Jay way staying strong. <laughs> My God, dude. Have you seen anything more? Yeah, Blue Jays yeah, yeah. But seriously, yeah, I mean. I know what you're saying, yeah. It, it's okay to bring back a similar lineup because we've seen them do well before. But I, I want to see a, a different strategy if that's what you're going to be doing, at yeah. least from the from the hitting side of things. And this might be a behind-the-scenes thing. I agree. Look, you need a different strategy for sure. And I think changing that strategy – I mean, if I'm just looking straight up at what was the problem, hitting with runner scoring position, expanding the strike zone, you know what I mean? Like, look, if you change that strategy and you strike out less, who's a guy that I can kind of point to to be more selective and hit the fastball? It's Vladimir Guerrero Jr., right? If you change that strategy and you focus on the fastball and you stop chasing the sliders away mm. and going for pitcher's pitches, then yeah, then I think there could be a great opportunity where he will break out and then there's your superstar. But you, it, it kind of sucks and I hate to keep coming around to this, but like if we end up with this mediocre offseason, the big change is going to have to happen from him. And sure, I hate sure, to put yeah. all the weight on his shoulders because that's the reality if that's the kind of offseason we get. Well, I mean, th this is this is what happens across sports, right? I mean, like, let's face it. If the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to go, it's going to be on Austin, Austin Matthews. Stick, you if, know, he's, if he doesn't score goals, they're not they're not going anywhere. Sure, right? I mean, like, and this is, you know, you can name any NFL team and say, well, if their quarterback doesn't go, they aren't For going, real. right? And it kind of does feel like with the Toronto Blue Jays, like, if we're going to go, 
Guerrero's gonna have a 900 OPS and that's, yeah. that just feels like it's kind of you know goes hand in hand he is our franchise guy he's supposed to be our franchise guy and he has to be if we are going to be that team that everybody anticipates I do think that Jacques Peterson cycling it mm -hmm. back to that he would be a phenomenal complimentary pieces. As far as complimentary pieces go, the guy would be really good. I know that you got a nice, yeah, nice juicy cherry picked stat for us <laughs> yeah, right shout here. Shout out to Damon. From Damon, yeah, saying in high leverage situations, only 47 plate appearances, but still, in high leverage situations, the guy was incredible, right? He was mm -hmm. really, really good. This is exactly what we could have used. And I mean, when I look at Jock Peterson and I kind of, <clears throat> I make the comparison between him and, uh, and uh and brandon belt you know both yeah, gonna be coming yeah. over from from, from yeah. san francisco you know both kind of similar profiles yeah. too they can hit for power they can take a lot of walks the batting average might not be yeah. there but i could totally see Jacques peterson having a similar year as brandon belt so in Bro. that regard just in a vacuum i do like him for the blue chase yeah me too it's kind of funny when you do look at it kiermeyer's replacing kiermeyer ikf's replacing merrifield then you've got Maybe a Jock Peterson replacing Belt. And Brandon then on Belt. the third base side of things, we're starting to hear some other rumblings. Yeah, there's Justin Turner in the mix, but this name come up uh, actually came up quite recently. Gio Urshela. Gee. That's the next kind of name we're going to be talking about, guys. He apparently uh, is being uh, looked at by the Toronto Blue Jays as well. He would be the Matt Chapman replacement. I know, and I know you say G's because, you know, you think about this guy bouncing around. He went to the Angels last year. He was on the Yankees. He's actually kind of decent on the Yankees. Correct we, me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Did, did we draft this guy? Do we have this guy we, at one point? I think we traded for him at one point. I thought he was, a, he was a Blue, Blue Jay. He was a Blue Jay. Like a long, long time ago, forever ago. You know, I yeah. think he was a Blue Jay. We got him Jay. from the Guardians. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A long time ago, everybody. Barely played with the Jays at all. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about this one, everybody. I mean, like, G or Rochella, like... Do we really want to be taking the Yankee scraps right now, you know, with Urshela and with IKF, right? We've seen them both in pinstripes before, and it's been okay, but... No, he's decent. Look, he's, <sighs> look, look, the, I mean, again, short, short sample size, but you can see his career, OPS, you know, it's a 745, you know, and you look over at Matt Chapman, and his is a little bit better. And look, it's a bandit. I would. I'm trying to convince myself, everybody. You hear this? I'm trying to convince myself that this would be a good idea. This would not be my go-to. I'd still much rather have Justin Turner and then have like that for like maybe a year and then flip over to like Barsha. That'd be my strategy. But again, this is this is what it would be, and it's and it could give you a good year and give you a meh year. I don't know. I'll be saying it. Look, I'll be honest. I mean, from Gio or Shell, like unless you really see something from a hitting standpoint that you think that you can mold, that you can develop, right? If you are the Toronto Blue Jays hitting coaches, if mm. you are Guillermo Martinez and you see something there, then okay, you know, you go out, you, you you make him your project and hopefully you turn him into something. But I guess, and, and maybe there's a lot of recency bias here because I'm looking at the last year and I'm looking mm. at him being injured and I'm looking at that 700 OPS, which is effectively what he had last year. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, with the poor defense as well, yeah, yeah. you know, is this not something that we already have? Yeah, because you know? if you do add him to the mix, now what? You have IKF, him, Espinal, Biggio, and you have uh, right. uh, David Schneider, five guys. Yeah, and I guess when you look at Justice, Some will be on the bench, though. Sure, yeah. yeah. Some will be on the bench. Some might even get traded in that scenario. Right, but, right. but when you look at just his last year, and again, I know that's, that's a very small, small moment in time where he was injured and maybe he maybe gets better right from last year but just looking at last year alone uh, 
this is Santiago Espinal to me, right? Like it, it's effectively just a Santiago Espinal, mm-hmm. and I don't know why you would necessarily why you would necessarily want that. And in this situation, if it came down to whether or not I'd prefer to have Gio Rochelle or Matt Chapman, I mean Matt Chapman's just a better player, and mm-hmm. Matt Chapman was somebody that we were complaining a lot about last year. So. It's, it's a tough one for me, man. I mean, like, this doesn't feel like the big upgrade that the Toronto Blue Jays need. If anything, if anything, mm-hmm. it would just be a Band-Aid, and I, I don't even know how good of a Band-Aid look, it actually is. I, I still look at the lineup. You add jo- – let's say let's say you add, jo- you add Jock Peterson and you add Gio Urshela. I'm still looking at a lineup without, like, a really solid four cleanup hitter. Right. Like, it would be Jock Peterson. And, like, yeah, yeah he was – He's good, but like you know that that yeah, I look over at the uh, San Francisco Giants and I'm like you know I look at their lineup and he's hitting in the middle of the lineup and I'm like that's not that good right. you know I, I I need someone with a little bit more thump to hit behind Vladdy and Bo like you need to protect those guys because again cycling back to what I said before about Vladdy you, you want him to stop chasing slaughters away you got to get someone behind him mm. so that they they can actually attack Vladdy so it, it, I need something a little bit better. I still want Bellinger. I still want, honestly, give me J.D. Martinez. Like if, if a lot we're, of people are talking about J.D. Martinez yes. being a guy that would look real nice in Blue Jays oh, blue. And, and hitting four every day. Yeah. That is a cleanup hitter. That is a guy who drives and runs, like, and, and it's a low commitment, easy peasy. And it's confirmed, easy. too. I mean, like, there is effectively no risk involved with J.D. No. Martinez. Like, no. You think that guy's a Hall of Famer? Maybe it's he might be, he'll be on the ballot. He'll it's, be on yeah, the ballot it's for close, sure, man. I mean, I was looking at the numbers, and I mean, like he has been a very good player for a very long period of time. So I mean, it will it will be a conversation for sure. But you know what you're getting out of him, yeah. Out of G. Warshella, I'm just not it's necessarily nothing. sure. So yes, I would take him, but at the same point, I don't necessarily see the bigger overarching plan with you or Shella. Folks, let us know your thoughts about that in the comments down below. Thank you so much for watching up until this point. Hit the like, smash the subscribe button. Now a quick shout out to the sponsor of this video. Whoa, time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Shout out to Betway, everybody, for being phenomenal. You definitely want to hop on there if you have any interest in sports betting at all. And if they did have the line for it, which I doubt they do, but if they did have the line for it, then Yariel Rodriguez would most likely be a Toronto Blue Jay. He is, or currently the Toronto Blue Jay, excuse me, mm-hmm. are favorites to lock down Yariel Rodriguez. Now, this is something that came out a few days ago as well. And uh, and this one, I'm going to take a far different note on, okay? <laughs> Gio Urshela was one thing. Yariel Rodriguez, excuse me, is something else entirely. This is something that I would be very excited about, folks. And I understand. I completely get it. No, this is not somebody who's going to bat fourth or fifth. He's not going to have 100 RBIs. In fact, he will have zero because the guy is a pitcher, unless in some rare scenario he decides to pick up a bat and somehow get something. But that's never going to happen. This is a pitcher. He is specifically going to be a starter or a bullpen guy or the long man. But that's the beauty of it. It's the flexibility that he provides. I think that this this would be somebody who would be very exciting for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, look, if he wants to, because here's the thing with Toronto Blue Jays right now. You look at a rotation, and right now you got five guys solid, right? And he wants to be a starter. He's made that very open. And, oh, I agree with you. I would love uh, um, Rodriguez on the team. 
But if he's open to being some sort of long man, maybe next in line to be a starter, like for the at least time being, then sure. Because you're always going to have maybe an injury, maybe an underperformance, right? We're probably going to bring up a little bit later talking about Alec Manoa, yeah. you know, and the possibility there. But he'd be a nice replacement because he dominated over in the NPB league. Uh, so, yeah, I'm good with it. If he wants to do that, yes, because we also – you always gotta address the pitching, and yeah, we're no, we know we're gonna address the hitting. We know we're hopefully gonna address the hitting, mm-hmm. but you always, always, always need to add new pitchers to your team, especially the bullpen. We lost Hicks, we lost a couple other names right there. Uh, you know, we lost Simber. You know, as a part of the depth, no we got Jay Jackson, no Jay Jackson. We gotta replace that depth. I'm down for it. And, I'm down for and it. one thing that we're missing too. I mean, we kind of don't have that that long man we don't. anymore. We don't have that no. that Swiss Army knife. And I see some people in the chat saying better chicken strip. And yeah. that's what yeah. I'm saying, man. When we had Ross Stripling, it was so nice because if any one of the starters gets injured or or if there there happens to be like maybe there's a double header or something and you yeah. gotta run a yeah. bullpen day or or maybe one of the bullpen guys gets injured, right? And or you used a bunch of them right, the right, previous right. day, right? In any one of those scenarios. Ross Stripling's the guy. Right. You look over there and you go, this guy can give me three, four, five innings. He can also give me one inning. He can pitch in the seventh. He can pitch in the first. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. He can do literally everything. And that is what Yariel Rodriguez provides. And now without any hunching Ryu, because he is gone, mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that we don't really talk about too much, yeah, yeah. but he's going to be gone. And with the uncertainty surrounding Alec Manoa, bring it up, mm-hmm. bring up the person mm-hmm. that asked about it. I mean, this just feels to me like a very nice kind of just person to add to the team, and if anything goes wrong, yeah. he's the guy. Because we don't have that right now. That's the problem. Like, mm-hmm. who's who's our depth after Alec Manoa in the in the system right now? It's Ricky Tiedemann. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, is he ready to come up? You don't want to rush any development at all, especially when you're trying to win a championship right now. Shout out to Ann Frenny. We brought him up a little bit before. Yes, yeah. But uh, what's the plan if Manoa doesn't return to form? Uh, kind of transitioning. Yeah. I mean, get that depth in that Rodriguez. Guy. Absolutely. Uh, but let's say you don't get Rodriguez. What would be the plan if he doesn't return to form? You've been flirting with a trade. If he goes out and he doesn't do anything, he doesn't really bounce back, and you know he has five ERA again, that trade value is going to plummet even further. Mm. What do you do? Do you go out and look for a trade well, early in the season or look, bring up Ricky T? That's, that's why I think that you address this in the offseason, right? Because Manoa is so mm-hmm. far from being a sure thing, man. Like mm-hmm. Realistically, like this guy could come out and put up a five and a half ERA. Right. We could be sitting there in June going, why didn't we address right, this? Right. We all saw the writing on the wall. Why didn't we do anything about it? Right. And we would be right to ask that if we are sitting there in June, if that is happening. And if they hadn't done anything up until that point, you know that this guy is a freaking wild card. This guy might be one of the biggest wild cards in the entire MLB next year. So go out and address it. Get a Yariel Rodriguez. And if it's not going to be a Yariel Rodriguez, then get somebody like that. Pick up another name that's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. You don't need to promise them a starting job. But somebody mm-hmm. who at some point could maybe provide you a little bit of length just to just to give you a little bit of time to then figure out, are you going to continue to roll with Manoa? Is Ricky T an option? Yeah. Just, to, just to help you out a little bit if worst does come to worst. See, that's why I almost liked, and I, I'm sad he's off the board and he's now a, a Kansas City Royal. I, I wanted like a Michael Walker. You know what I mean? Guy I who's had ex- hear you. A guy who had experience in the bullpen. Yep. You didn't have to sign him for that long. He could, he could come out, he could start. Because again, look, what I loved about our rotation last year at one point it was a six-man rotation with Manoa there getting called back up Mm -hmm. but it was beautiful because you had people later in the season kind of running out of gas you're always going to have that happen to your uh, your pitchers yeah so it's beautiful to have that sort of depth 
I don't know who's out there right now that can provide that depth. You know, because I'm thinking about the guys who are top on the border, like Blake Snell. That's too big no, a name. No, no, no. But this guy's perfect because he's exactly what you want coming out of the bullpen and potential to be a starter. And they were predicting off of uh, MLB trade rumors, guys, and they did say, uh, you know, like take this with a grain of salt because this guy's been all over the place. Yeah. It's tough to predict what his contract's going to be. But they said four years. 32 mil. Oh, that's grossly cheap. I mean, if Gross. it's if it's that it literally works out to be eight million dollars a that's year. Disgusting. If he does become a guy, yeah, you are looking at that and you are laughing your yeah. way to the bank, right? Yeah. Like that just feels so phenomenal for me. So if it's anywhere close to four for 32 for this guy, lock it down. You now have your Ross Stripling on the team who can maybe be a starter one day or can maybe be a bullpen guy, right. and you have him for half a day. Right, because, you know, you're talking about he could be a starter one day. I mean, absolutely, I think that would be kind of the path. And you have yeah. to sell him on that path because you got Kukuchi coming up. We don't have Otani, so you don't need to keep Kukuchi anymore. Mm -hmm. But he he's coming up after this year. Bassett's coming up after two years. So you, you're going to have some openings there. And look, as much as I would love to have Ricky T come up, and I think he deserves a shot one day, but what if he doesn't pan out? Yeah. What if Manoa doesn't pan out? There's always going to be, what if there's an injury to a guy? There's an option for him. He, I will almost guarantee if he comes over to Toronto Blue Jays this season, he will start a game. Probably. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. At one point or another, he will definitely start mm -hmm. a game, folks. So those are our thoughts there on Yariel Rodriguez. I'd be very excited if we went and we were to acquire yeah. him. We want to finish this thing off, everybody, by looking at the power rankings. Mm -hmm. New year, new me. Uh, kind of the same old Toronto Blue Jays. Power rankings came out from the MLB. Looking at the squads for 2024. Yeah. And they got the Toronto Blue Jays locked in at that number 10 spot. Now you got the, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Rangers, all the usual suspects up there at the top. Mm -hmm. Blue Jays, number 10, thoughts? Um, I think that's, again, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to be unbiased here. The Twins smoked us. The Twins mm -hmm. looked like a better team in the regular season. They beat us in the playoffs and for whatever, and we haven't really done anything to improve the team as it currently is, mm -hmm. and we're number 10, and also kind of disrespect to the Arizona Diamondbacks right here, like they went to the World Series, mm -hmm. and, and they're ranked them number nine. Uh, I I personally, and, I'm, and again, being unbiased, I wouldn't have us here. Some of you might argue about Tampa Bay Rays being number seven, because they just traded away Glass now, and you know, Wanda Franco is completely gone from the team. This dude's getting, literally got arrested. Yeah. Uh, so you could argue that they would drop off, but I think that's more of a respect to their record last year. Right. Where? What are your kind of reactions do you, would you put the Jays in this top 10 here? Well, listen, my initial reaction here is one of fear because I look at that top 10 and I see Baltimore, I mm. see Tampa Bay, I see New York Yankees all ahead of mm. us. So just based on these power rankings alone, the MLB is looking at the Toronto Blue Jays as the fourth best team in the American League right. East. And the fourth best team in the American League East is is probably not good enough to make playoffs. Yeah. That's just the way of it, folks. Yeah. We probably don't make playoffs if we're finished fourth. Because you're going to consider here, like, making playoffs will be one of the AL Central teams. Yeah. You, got, you know what I mean? So you're looking at three, basically, wildcard spots. I guess that we would technically be in a wildcard spot in this ranking and be in the playoffs. Yeah, and that um, doesn't make any sense to me at all, man. Because, again, you're – yeah, you're – you yeah, would. We you would. would. We, we just would make it in. Oh, wait. No, no we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Because no, Texas just, and Houston is We would just there. make it out. We yeah. would just make it out. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, New York, Houston, and then 
Yeah, Tampa Bay Rays. But you know what? That's that goes to show how high people are in the American <laughs> League. The yeah. fact that you have literally the entire playoffs here yeah. in the top ten, and even us being number ten wouldn't make it in these power rankings. So that to Crazy. me is definitely a little bit scary right there. I do anticipate, and I think that it's something that we need to see is the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Rays fall off. That's just something that it. Toronto Blue Jays fans, we kind of need, folks, because Baltimore, we've been over them time and time again. They are not going anywhere. And, folks, I, if, you, if you don't want to have nightmares, then don't go look at their prospect pool because that will give you nightmares. New York Yankees, they're at least going to be there for next uh-huh. year with Cole and Soto and blah, 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 blah. Tampa Bay Rays got to go. So let me ask you, and I think it's I think it's about time to start asking because it's January now. We got you know spring training coming in six weeks, so the conversation is starting to happen. You're already seeing power rankings coming yeah. out. Uh, the question I'm going to ask you is, what are your expectations now for the Toronto Blue Jays? Rise up right now before any of them, any more signings. Right. If we walk in with this team right now. What is your expectation for the Blue Jays in 2024? My expectations are the exact same thing that they were last year. Uh, in fact, they're probably going up even. Is that I am, I I expect and I need to see us at least going to the divisional round. And at this point, with this core and with this team and with everything. I think that we realistically, we need to be winning that. Now, what we've done, mm-hmm. I don't think it's good enough to do that. Yeah. But if you want to hold on to your job as Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, that's what I need to see. Go to divisional round, force force the uh, the, the game deciding or a series deciding game or make it to the, the, the ALCS. That's what I need to see as a fan for you guys to keep your job. But I don't think you've done enough to make that happen. Yeah, they need to make some more moves. And I, if they make the moves that we think they're going to make, they bring in a power bat, maybe another kind of complimentary piece right over at third base. I think the expectation is to make playoffs yet again and to probably win a series. But right now, if I were to look at all the teams and look at the rosters, I think if the Blue Jays made playoffs with this current roster, that's a good thing. Sure. Like, that's like a, wow, good job. If you didn't make playoffs, no one really bad enough. Mm. They wouldn't be like, well, you know, they didn't really do anything to help the team. And the guys were kind of the same. And what do you expect? Yeah. that You know what I mean? No, I, I think that you're right. That with this roster, if you just took this roster and you just put it on a piece of paper and you said, hey, you know nothing about this team. Mm-hmm. If they make playoffs, is it a win? And you say, yeah, it's probably a win if this yeah. team makes oh, playoffs. Yeah. And if they make any noise in the playoffs, big, big win. Right. right? But because we know the history of this squad mm-hmm. and because we've known that the hype surrounding this team for effectively the last three, four years right now, the core of guys, the, the management being the exact same management everything being considered and how much money you're putting into the team Mm -hmm. as of right now that's without a big signing yeah it's got to be more than that yeah because right now if you're looking at the 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 trend of the toronto blue jays you know 2021 you're going up 2022 you went really high then you then you peaked a little bit we plateaued you plateaued we plateaued and and now you're losing players and you're falling down and you're getting closer to guys leaving the team I, I think it's if, not enough to ex- stay at the same plateau. Exactly. You gotta get up. You needed Otani or Ballinger. <laughs> like if you literally needed to make a great move to keep going up in terms of MLB looking at you as a threat. Right. Right now, people, everyone's kind of checking out of the if I'm not a Blue Jay fan, I, I'm I'm going out oh, Blue Jays. Well, they're they're gonna fall down a little bit. Because I'm looking at the Orioles, I'm yeah. looking at the Yankees being back, and I'm looking at uh well, the Rays again. I think they're going down mm-hmm. personally. So I think it will be a toss-up between Jays and, and Rays in that sense. But still, point being. 
down we go. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's also those power rankings aren't even factoring then that the Seattle Mariners are a squad that right. could potentially do something. And again, the AL the AL Central, excuse me, has been bad and will probably continue to be bad. But eventually, one of those other teams is going to get good at baseball, just like the Orioles did. That's right. what it's going to happen. You know, time. You, if you give them enough time, someone's going to figure out how to play. I don't know if it's going to happen next year, but I mean, if we just keep staying at the same level, yeah. someone's going to come for that spot. Yeah. So you got to do more. Agree, guys. Let your thoughts be known in the comments down below. What do you think about this future Ross Atkins presser? We're going to be covering it all tomorrow. Afterwards, we got to work a little bit. We're not quite there yet to the quitting station, but we'll be covering it afterwards with y'all guys right here on Blue Jays today. Thank you so much for everybody for tuning in and watching, folks. And go Jays, go!